Gil pulled into his garage and walked inside. He decided he'd unload the truck later. As he set his wallet, keys, and smartphone on a side table and turned on the lights, he scanned his surroundings and admitted to himself with some reluctance that Daryl had been right. His house did resemble a sort of hunting lodge, and the game was indeed failed startups. But it's not like he put them all out of business. In fact, the bakery owner had the honor of being the only person he'd ever had to evict from the small strip mall he owned. Gil just had a knack for keeping an eye on local businesses with going-out-of-business signs. There was a tax preparation company a few miles away that always rented the same space from January to May. By June, they'd be hauling all of the furniture off to the dumpster, and there would be Gil. And when the fifth sushi restaurant on the edge of town went out of business due to lack of patronage, Gil saw deals in his eyes when a sixth sushi joint took its place. One could say it was something of a thrill for him. He walked into his kitchen, outfitted with various bits of industrial cooking gear, and slumped his shoulders. Having all this stuff had gradually inspired him into quite a capable cook, but he just wasn't feeling it tonight. He'd struck out pretty bad trying to help a friend fix a rather serious issue. He briefly thought about the pork that had been marinating all day in his fridge, but ultimately marched to the pantry where he pulled out a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. Striding into his eclectic living room a few moments later with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk, he flopped onto the couch that used to sit in the waiting room of a barbershop. Folding his sandwich into something that resembled a taco, he took a gigantic bite as he turned on a flat-screen TV that at one time hung in the lobby of a sports bar. A rerun of an old sitcom flickered onto the screen, and it was boring, but there wasn't really anything else on at this hour. After finishing his sandwich and drinking most of his glass of milk, he finally started to doze off just as the family on TV began neatly wrapping up and resolving whatever ridiculous issue they'd been presented with 30 minutes prior. But with the last bit of consciousness fading away, Gil snapped back awake and touched his forehead. Garbage night, he remembered. He had to walk across the street and peek at his neighbor's cans to remind himself whether it was recycling or green waste that would be picked up the next day, and then rolled his cans down to the street. Out of the corner of his eye, he spotted a neighbor about five doors down who was out for a late-night walk. Gil waved to him, and the neighbor lifted his hand to wave back, before suddenly leaping into the air to an astounding height, something like twenty feet. He hovered there for a moment, eyes so wide Gil could see the whites, and then came screaming back down to the sidewalk. Gil was stunned for a moment, but seeing the man groan and writhe in agony snapped him out of it. He started towards his neighbor at a jog. En route, a parked car between the two men reared up on its hind wheels, stood for just a moment, and then unceremoniously tipped over onto its hood. Its alarm began blaring as shattered glass spilled into the street. Face curled in confusion, he'd lost his nerve, Gil skidded to a halt and sprinted back towards his house. As he ran past the home of his next-door neighbor, bark nuggets from the front yard rose up into the sky. Many of them lazily slapped Gil's face as he ran through them, and then they abruptly fell to the ground. Passing the garbage cans he'd just rolled down to the street, he saw one lift slightly and slam into the other, 
knocking them both over and regurgitating their contents. He made a dash up his front lawn, however, gradually coming to a stop during a full sprint, Gil looked down in a panic and discovered that his shoes no longer touched the ground. He flew to a height of nearly 50 feet and then free fell back towards the lawn. Screaming and mere inches from the ground, he was jerked back up into the air at an angle, hitting the back of his head on an illuminated street lamp. As the glass of the street lamp shattered, covering his front yard in a blanket of darkness, the lights in Gil's head went out as well. Gil coughed. He lay on his side now, with vomit pooled in his cheek like a ladle. His lips curled back from his teeth and he groaned. The vomit started to slide out, and he puckered and spat to hurry it along into the small puddle in front of his face. He could feel a warmth behind him.